This episode is brought to you by Krishna Nose. Good morning. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita. This is continuation of chapter 16. And we had reached verse 32. And yesterday when we were doing the verse 32, I had given you an idea about how human beings misinterpret the Vedas and they worship according to some people around who are more self-centered than they are actually interested in giving the right answers. So in this case, the reasons are manifolds, but the primary reason for not saying the right things is they really don't know. The Vedas are a codex and they cannot be known to an average human being. And for that reason you have to actually understand the Vedas from a spiritual master who is an enlightened master not some ordinary person. Otherwise, he is going to tell you lots of things which are not even there in that. So, let us continue from where we had left. So, we are doing Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. This is verse 33 onwards. They think, worshipping the gods here, through sacrifice, we should go to heaven and enjoy there, at the end of which we shall again be born in noble families with large mansions. Like I said, this is a misconception. Why is it a misconception? If you interpret something wrongly by using your mind, or if you have read something somewhere, written just to delude you and you fall for it, then you will start believing in it. It is like a child. You know, a child is an innocent one. He has really no idea about the material world. And parents tell stories. Now, I'm sure you have seen so many movies, read so many stories from Hans Christian Andersen to Grimm's Fairy Tales to Enid Blyton and Harry Potter. Well, there are so many stories which have been written and which have been told to these children, the children start believing in those stories. They believe that there is a place like that. And I am sure you have seen the Avengers and so many other movies which have come, Avatar and all. And when it is shown to a child, 
the child starts believing in these things. I remember reading Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Cinderella and Adventures of Aladdin and so on and so forth. And as a kid, I believed in all this. You too have done the same thing. Now you will say the children are gullible. They do not understand. Here Sri Krishna is talking about you. A person who is grown up. A person who has enough grey matter in the brains. He has seen the world. He or she has seen the world. And you know so much. You are educated, you are graduates, postgraduates, and you have done so many degrees. And yet, when it comes to the interpretation of the Vedas, you are still a child. You really have no clue. It is written in the Vedas, do this, do that, and so many other things, you know, like yesterday was Lakshmi. You know, Lakshmi Puja. Naturally, the Toktam was said. So many things were written. And uh, I'm sure everybody who has seen the media has read, has read a lot of stuff, has seen people celebrating. Here, just giving you a small example. The government has banned crackers, right? Where did the crackers come from? The crackers were invented somewhere in China. A few thousand years ago. They were not there during the past times. And yet the thought is we have to burn crackers. Did you get what I am saying? It's a newfangled thing. New means even thousands of years old. It's still new. It was not there during the time of Mahabharata or Ramayana. And yet man wants to do that. Saying that this is our culture. The firecrackers, the gunpowder was invented by the Chinese. And what makes us think that that was there during our ancient period. It was not there. A simple item like a potato which we eat so much, a plenty, was not there in India at all. It came from South America. So if you have this misconception that these items were there, you are wrong. It is a new thing. And we start believing in all this nonsense. Sri Krishna is telling us very clearly, stop doing that. See, the verse is very clearly saying, they, they means the human beings who are listening to this satsang also, they think, 100% I can give you this guarantee, you too think. That worshipping the gods through sacrifice, they will go to heaven and enjoy there. 
Think about it. Are you not thinking like this also? If I worship this God, I will go to heaven. I have to be a good man. I have to be a good woman. I have to live nicely in this world. And I have to pray to God, my neighboring God, you see. In my neighbor, uh, just next door, there will be a temple. Everywhere in India or the world, there are temples, churches, places of worship. So let me go to that place. And let me go to that place and pray to that God over there. Every town and every village has a village God or a town God. I'm sure you know that. I still remember my mother telling me that we have to visit our native place because it is mentioned that you have to go and honor that goddess over there. So we went all the way to our native place. I must have been 8 years or 10 years old. I don't even remember. And after visiting the place, we visited the temple. It was a temple of a local deity. And it is mentioned that if you do not pay respects, you will never get her heaven. I believed in all that. Then I went to another place where I was born. And the lady over there said, you have to visit the temple which is very famous over here, which everybody goes to. And I visited that. Now this is as a kid. And I was told by this lady that if you don't pray to this God, you will never go to heaven, you will go to hell. So I prayed very fervently over there, like a child, you know. Yeah, God, please help, God, please help. And then this lady said, you know, I will give you a Khan Mantra. You can imagine a 10-year-old getting a Khan Mantra. And what does a person at that age, what does a child at that age understand what a Khan Mantra is? And she said something in my ear. And she said, by hearted, by hearted, by hearted, by hearted. And believe me, I said this till I reached my college. And it never helped. Why? Well, when I grew up and I came in spiritual, I looked at the words. They were all wrong. <laughs> The word that was used was completely wrong. There is no such word. Then I said, maybe I heard it wrong. No, I remember hearing the words correctly and she telling me that. Think, this is what happened? You go to a church or you go to any of the places of worship and you are told, you bow down to this God over here. And then you will reach the heavens. Isn't that what is being mentioned in literally every place? You will reach the heaven. And Sri Krishna is telling us the same thing. He is telling us they, they think 
these people, everybody over there, including the priest over there, the priest of that place, of that temple or of the church or whatever place, thinks that worshipping these gods here through sacrifice, what kind of sacrifice do human beings do nowadays? They, see, we don't cut animals and give, but we definitely perform sacrifices. Sacrifice could be even of money. You see, you may even give money or you can give a flower garland or you could just give some money uh, to buy some you know, food grains. It doesn't really matter. Or you may perform a puja over there or an archan or something like that. And you give money and you say, please perform this, you know, to the Panditji over there. Or to the priest of that temple or the church, you're saying, please help me, pray for me, pray for me. This is the words we use. And these great masters, the great people over there, they pray for you, of course. Naturally, they are getting the money. So they pray for you. And then they will say, Swarga ki prapti hogi, you will get the heavens. Krishna is deriding the same people. Please remember this. Krishna is Almighty God. He is deriding them. And he is saying, he is literally making fun of these people. He says, these people promise heavens. You sacrifice, you will go to heaven and enjoy there at the end of which, after you finish your enjoyment, because naturally you are paid for the enjoyment. No, it's a paid worship, isn't it? You are paid for it or no? It's like a hotel, a five-star hotel. So you are paid for that hotel. So you go to that heaven over there and you stay there. And then after you enjoy it, you will be born in noble families with large mansions. Oh my God. Large mansions. Okay. 500 square feet in Mumbai city. Yeah. Very large mansion. Or maybe a small hut in some village. But do you really think you are going to be born that way? This is the misconception everybody has. Everybody thinks, oh, I am going to this temple. I am praying to this God and I am going to get the heavens of this God. And what do they think? At some places, Vaikuntha is marketed. Marketing Vaikuntha over here. Pray to this God and you will get the Vaikuntha. Pray to Shiva over here, you will get Kailash. That is in China. What? So this is exactly what is being marketed. Krishna is deriding these people and saying, these idiots are trying to push this kind of heaven to you. And they are telling you, do this puja, do that puja, do like that, do like that. Because it is written in the Vedas, because it is written everywhere. Please understand, here there is Almighty God talking. Sri Krishna is the ultimate and in the next verse we will hear from him also. How he is the ultimate and how people like you, not exactly you, whoever might be, think that some Krishna is some ordinary fellow. You know, he was born in Vrindavan or something like that. And I can guarantee you, this is your thought process. 
because you may be praying to whoever that god that you are thinking of oh i am praying to this person over here why because he is my god over here and now we will go to the next verse where krishna is telling how people are the biggest idiots of all so in this verse we learned that people promise heavens pray to this god and you will get the heaven and you will enjoy over there till your khata bhai khata is over you know yesterday was bhai khata day <laughs> this is more trading so till your bhai is over after that you go go back to earth again and be born in a rich family with big mansions big alishan what alishan if you have a thousand square feet flat in pune mumbai or delhi or noida or some such kind of a place or in a tambaram or some such area you know you feel so mighty please oh my god that is a big place so this is what he says you will be born in a prosperous family you will be born in a born in noble families with large mansions so now we will do the next verse so we are doing chapter 16 from the uddhav gita which is from the shrimad bhagavatam this is a discussion between shri krishna and uddhava so let us see the verse verse 34 these men who with their minds thus upset by the flowery statements in the scriptures are vain and exceedingly greedy never like even a reference to me did you did i not tell you that he is going to say those words these greedy people they have been brainwashed into thinking pray to this god and you will get the heavens and they got so engrossed in it they are greedy for what think one is for the heaven main marne ke baad swarg jaunga my grandmother my grandfather my mother my father will go to heaven so i will pray to this god and after i die also i want to enjoy the heavens what heaven are you talking about sir krishna is telling you these stupid people are marketing this concept to you by they are reading the scriptures and marketing it to you and these words are not from me otherwise you will say guruji what are you teaching you know this is not correct sir it is written in the scriptures here and when it is written i am just telling you those scriptures and in the scriptures it is written if you read all this and if somebody is interpreting it to you to you and telling you that when you perform these pujas prarthanas these that so many homas and sacrifices yeah you know i went to one ashram and oh my god i i got lost in it sir they every day they are doing some homa and puja and this and that i can tell you one thing for sure and this is what i saw today and now i stopped over there so now hear me out you see a couple of thousand years ago thousands 
10,000 maybe. What happened was a big meteor. The meteor was just about 27 kilometers in width. A big meteor came and crashed on the earth at 27,000 kilometers per hour, I think. I don't know. And when it crashed, doom, on the earth, it is in Yucatan province in Mexico, very close to Mexico City. In the Yucatan province, it came and banged itself on earth. At that point, something strange happened. A huge dust of mud was raised to the heavens and everything was shrouded in that. And because of the impact on earth, all the animals, birds, you name it, everything was crushed under and died. Now, the same thing happened even in Russia, which is known as the Tunguska, the place in Russia. It's called Tunguska Explosion. Nobody knows what actually happened, transpired. If a big meteor or an asteroid comes and bangs on the earth, and if it bangs just somewhere here in Delhi or something like that, you think India will remain? China will remain? Everything is going to come under mud. Everything is going to get destroyed. Because no sunlight will enter. So now think about all these great stuff that is happening. And then you tell me whether all these things, you can go and pray to whichever God you feel like. The idea is believe in all these things. But at least go to a spiritual master who can tell you about it and not tell you to give you know all kinds of nonsensical explanations. Pray to this God and you will go to this heaven. You will get lot of money. Give me 5 lakh rupees, you will get 5 crore rupees. 5 lakh rupees, 5 crore rupees. Sir, today all the businesses also are closed. I was watching a film of London, just shot one week ago. Alright? And in that film, they showed the Piccadilly Square to you, Leicester Square and all those places, you know. There is nobody on the street. Oxford Street is empty. All the big establishments have shut down. On their doors is written closed, business closed, business closed, business closed. So these fellows or even in India, those people might have been praying to some great gods, you know. Think, please, I'm going business though. I want money, I want this. And these are the same idiots who are closing their business and going away. So what happened to those gods who were supposed to give them money? Nothing happened. And that is the reason why don't fall for it. Krishna is telling you very clearly. When you listen to these flowery words in the flowery language, ye karne se wo hoga, wo karne se wo hoga, go and do this prayer, go and do that prayer, and after that you will get the heavens and you will get prosperity and richness. Go and pray to whichever God you feel like, sir. If one big meteor comes and bangs on your door, no, no God can save you. This is what he's talking about. Don't fall for this kind of false beliefs. It is written in our scriptures. You think the scriptures are not telling us this? 
the interpretation is important you can interpret your scripture whichever way you feel like a man will say i have a beautiful girlfriend okay the other person starts creating ideas in his mind oh his beautiful girlfriend must be looking like all those you know beautiful but no that guy is a bloody you know what do you call blind he doesn't see what beautiful girlfriend he is getting married to a, a woman who is 10 years elder to him is that so i can tell you this is a real story by the way <laughs> as it so happened that one day i was told that you know there was this young man of 24 years 24 or 26 years i don't recollect now so he is getting married i said very nice and i went to see this person and he, they uh, they gave such a flowery description about this person that i got literally carried up this quite many years ago and then i came in front of this person this man was nice well built at the age of 25 26 naturally you are well built and all that you know you look nice you all those things he was getting married to a 32 year old woman she was already divorced and he was getting married to her and why was he getting married to her i was surprised and i was i said there must be some reason i never bothered asking him the reason love is blind they say so you can tell me you know if this girl is beautiful that is your interpretation sir it is not mine till i don't see my interpretation of beauty is not the same as yours so now tell me something the interpretation of the vedas and all the shastras that are there see he is saying over here all the scriptures which are interpreted are wrongly done it is that man's interpretation he is not almighty god he is some ordinary person he might have taken degree from bhu or something like that you know you think the person who is taking a degree from some big college including harvard harvard is peddling degrees for this kind of things interpreting and when you peddle this kind of degrees spirituality is not there in that you are just talking nonsense only the divine only the true enlightened spiritual masters can give you the knowledge don't go and get the interpretation done by some average human being and if that person is telling you pray to this god pray to that god do this puja do this archana go to that mountain go to kailasha go to this place go to sir it is all wrong absolutely wrong because it is your ego which is telling you to do that see this baba ji is there baba ji tells me i should go to that place and pray to that god then i will get all the benefits and sri krishna in uddhav gita which is a part of the shrimad bhagavatam is saying these words these men who with their minds thus upset by the flowery statements in the scriptures these statements are there in the scriptures are vain and exceedingly greedy never like even a reference to me so the moment you say na krishna is almighty god kon eh, krishna that's the first thing they will say i have a lot of people coming to me and they'll say krishna is never god you know 
अच्छा ही वॉज दैट फेलो हु वॉज बॉर्न इन यू नो दैट वृंदावन प्लेस ही ग्रू ओवर देर ही वॉज दैट गोपी फेलो इज दैट सो हु टोल्ड यू दैट विच स्क्रिप्चर से इज दैट हियर आई एम कोटिंग फ्रॉम द स्क्रिप्चर एंड यू आर सिटिंग एंड लिस्निंग टू इट मे बी यू आर स्टैंडिंग एंड लिस्निंग टू इट सो थिंक अबाउट इट people talk in flowery language and they are very arrogant guys and what do they do they misinterpret everything that is written over there because of the flowery statements flowery statements ye puja karne se ye phal milega wo phal milega what phal milega what phal that phal is not that it is nothing to do with the phal if you have done those pujas and paths Please show me what fall you have got. You understand what I am talking? The fall which you got was temporary. Suppose you have gone and prayed, "I want a job. I want a job. I want a job." Yeah, get a job, sir. Even the stupidest person will know that any which way you will get a job. You don't have to go to any god over there. you go to a local fellow you can go and ask your friend also your neighbor also humko job milega zarur milega you will get a job why common sense will tell you at any which way you will get a job so what you are going and praying to some god for a job and then you will say i am praying to god for prosperity sir prosperity in covid times you have some loose screws up there you can go and pray to whichever god you want to know nothing is going to come to you very simple reason it is misinterpretation they can go and open whatever number of temples that they want to it doesn't make any sense because you are finally praying to a god whom nobody knows ah yes he has got his own heaven just like you have your house no see you are a human being who owes staying in some house correct these gods also know the local gods whoever they might be. they also have their house it is like a palace okay now they are gods remember that they have a lot of money they have power so they have houses is like a minister the minister always has a good house and he is going to stay in that house and then what happens is when you are praying to him pray 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 what happens after you are dead no you will go to his heaven his heaven is that house which i told you about it's a grand palace so you will go over there and say god i have come to your great heaven he says acha theek hai and he'll call his assistant hey come here isko kaam pe laga dena and i'm not joking this is this is exactly what happens isko kaam pe laga dena you are going to become a servant in that place yes a few days you will enjoy you know like they show in the films and all that you know you go to indra's heaven you have one nice Girl pouring one nicely, you know, boy, you know, in a glass something, and then you are drinking and you are seeing all the dances going on. This is a stupid interpretation done by films, and you are falling for it. Flowery language. Did you understand? This is called flowery language. You fall for this nonsense, and then you get carried away by it, and then you forget who he is saying over here. And never like even a reference to me. If you tell about Krishna, no. Krishna, koon? Who is this Krishna man? My Shiva is greatest. 
See, this is what happens. The word Krishna is a hidden word. Hidden. There is no interpretation. You can go and try whatever you want. The God with no name. The Almighty God. The final destination. The final ultimate destination. When the whole pralaya happens, everything goes back into the Brahma. All these gods also that you are thinking of, Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh, your, their wives, their children, everybody goes back into Brahma. They get lost in it, completely dissolved. Dissolved. Do you understand the word dissolved? Because that is Maya. And Maya gets absorbed back into the Brahma. And who is the super boss beyond Brahma? Beyond Brahma, in the second divine unmanifest, is my destination. If you think this is wrong, it is written even in the other scriptures, not just the Hindu scriptures, because people only know Hindu scriptures. Correct? I taught people scriptures which are from other countries also. In that also it is written. God with no name. In their language they call it Father in Heaven by the way. Jesus, if you remember in Christianity, Jesus, when he is dying on the cross, what does he say? Father in Heaven. Do you understand? It is the one and the same entity, God Almighty. And these fellows downstairs, they think they have to pray to all these gods. This is my God. I pray to this God. And Krishna over here is saying, they do not even respect me, don't even remember me. Forget it, they don't even have any reference to me. They don't want to even say that I know this. This is there in the Uddhav Gita. Chapter 16, verse 34. So now we will go to verse 35. So, we are doing the Uddhav Gita, chapter 16, verse 35. The Vedas comprising of the three sections really deal with the identity of the Jiva and Brahma. But the mantras are indirect in their import and this indirectness I like. <laughs> Everything comes from the Vedas. Remember that? Isn't that true? Vedas is called the word of God. You know that, I know that. The world knows that. Whoever is <laughs> here knows that. The Vedas is the ultimate word of God. Now they are divided into three sections. We are not here to discuss the three sections. But we are here to say what exactly, what exactly it comprises of. He has told you over here. It is to deal with the identity of the Jiva and the Brahma. It has nothing to do with gods. Brahma means the undefined. It is not defined. You cannot define also. It is unmanifest. Unmanifest. Manifest means the one, now you can see me. I am manifest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me. I can shake my hands and you can say, yeah, I can see you. This is called manifest. And when 
I disappear when I am dead. My body is gone. Everything is gone. Every, the whole thing has come to a dead end. All the gods are also dead. Starting from Brahmaji also, they are all dead by the way. When they die, when they come to an end, what happens to them? They go to the unmanifest. Where do they go? They go to the unmanifest. And this unmanifest is called the Brahma. Brahma. Not Brahman or something like that. Brahma. The term Brahma is called the unmanifest. The whole thing goes back into something which cannot be understood. Your common sense also will not tell you what unmanifest is. In my other satsang, if you join me in the other satsangs, you will find that I have given a complete understanding as much as I can. I, I can understand. You are like kids, you know. Because you have got conned into all these Vedas and Shastras. You don't even know. So here, there, I have tried to explain Brahma. But that also is a very difficult subject to understand. So just go by what I am saying. You just have to go by it. So in that he is saying, Krishna says very clearly over here, these people, they interpret these Vedas, whichever way they feel like. Human beings around, who wear all these orange color clothes, white color clothes, blue color clothes and all those, you know, fancy clothes they call it. They misinterpret the Vedas and they say whatever that comes to their mind and they say, puja karo, wo paat karo, this, that, 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 that. And then these guys, what do they do? They say, that this will give you some heaven and this will give you some great family, blah, blah, all that. Then you go into that, fall into it. But actually, Vedas have nothing to do with that. Vedas have nothing to do with it. It is only the, the transaction between Brahma, unmanifest, to Jiva, the manifest. From unmanifest to the manifest. That means, think about it. Just an example. I'm giving an example. Brahma is not that. Okay. I, this is just an example. Think what I'm saying. Where were you before you were born? Where will you go after you are dead? The question itself will tell you. The answer is, I don't know. What is the answer? I don't know. Some people will say, Guruji, I know very well. I went to Brian Wise, you know. He told me my past life, integration, whatever that story is. In my past life, he does what is called as a past life regression. Okay. And in that past life regression, he will tell you, you were a soldier in the Napoleon's army. Before that, you were some other queen. And before that, you were living in some jungle. And you are cutting wood. What? Past life regression? If somebody knows past life regression, that means they know the past. Why are they asking for money today? See, this kind of nonsensical stuff, don't fall for it. Again, in India, it's a very common thing. Jyotish Shastra. They will go to all the Jyotishis and try to find out. And there is a place where they will go and leave palm leaves. Palm leaves about your past. Why would you want to know about your past? You are a miserable person today. That is why you want to read the palm leaves. You are a miserable person in the past also. 
you think there is any different is there any person who is completely happy 24 bar 7 365 days in a year till the end of his life is there any person like that then what are you trying to find are you not trying to find cadbury chocolate somewhere nahi milega ja so this is the idea so think what is being said so here krishna says the answer is very simple this vedas are nothing but a transaction between the jiva and the brahma and the unmanifest like i said example before you were born where were you i don't know the answer is very simply i don't know brahma means what i don't know brahma dal diya see i don't even know is put me in a quandary i don't know see to understand brahma you have to become a brahmanyani in the first place who are the brahmanyanis over here raise your hands see no brahmanyanis so the answer is very simple only a brahmanyani only the enlightened truly enlightened master which is god almighty only he can interpret got the answer so it is the knowledge of the jiva and the brahma that is all and please do not try to interpret it in any other way sri krishna is telling us in the uddhav gita the vedas deal with the identity of the jiva and the brahma but the mantras are indirect in their import <laughs> the mantras are written very strangely they are indirect they are not telling you directly they are saying don't look at me look at me aisa karke nahi bol rahe they, they the all these mantras they don't tell you that you have to look at them because everything is in a codex everything is hidden everything is written in code nobody understands it i told you why nobody understands till you don't become a brahmanyani how will you understand so even if you can if you have some 100 people standing over there and giving some great lectures you know is all bullshit and nonsense don't fall for it they have to be the greatest enlightened masters see today's enlightened masters what do they do you know i will tell you something today's enlightened masters supposedly enlightened open and close inverted brackets you know by commas what do they teach you yoga karo pranayama karo kriya karo jangal mein jao that is what is being taught by these enlightened masters join my yoga class if i also have to start a class tomorrow i can tell you baba ji yoga class i can start in that baba ji yoga class i will i will advertise you know i teach you the himalayan yoga why himalayan i can tell you the yoga from the gods and if i start talking like this and if i tell you, you know i got enlightened by the masters and i the master came and he gave me this yoga and tomorrow you have to do all those acrobatics and all that you will really really fall for it 
And when you fall for it, because this is a very flowery language, I will put it in. And then you will start learning from me. And then you will pay whatever money I ask you. Okay, pay me thousand dollars. Oh, enlightened master gave him yoga. So that yoga, enlightened yoga, I am learning from him. And you learn from him. You will come for the class, yoga class, and then you will learn. It has nothing to do with the Vedas. It has nothing to do with anything related to Jiva and Brahma. Nothing. And yet, what is it that can be taught in an ashram? Think. I want you to think. Tomorrow you are going to start an ashram. What are you going to teach in an ashram? To keep all those monkeys busy. Monkeys means all those fellows who come to the ashram. They are monkeys. They don't have anything to do in their life. They are completely lost. They are all lost like this. In the material world, they are completely lost. They say, Meri nokri se me thang gaya. Meri bivi se thang gaya. And the girl will say, you know, I have seen this world. I have got so many degrees. I don't know where to go to. Bade bade degrees. Very big degrees they will go take. They will be educated. They will do all kinds of things. And then they will say, I am lost. I think I got to do some drugs. Are here drugs and this and that. They will do all these things and they will go to the ashram. Now in the ashram, what is being done? The interpretation is done. And in the interpretation, indirectly, the Vedas are saying something. The real meaning is not known. If a person comes to the ashram, what is a person supposed to do 24, 24 hours? 8 hours this idiot is going to go to sleep. Okay. By the way, 8 hours no. They will sleep for 12 hours. Why? Because morning 4 That's the first thing they will say. I'd like to get up at 11 o'clock. And they think that this is their home. So they will come, they will stay in an ashram and get up late. And then they will say, morning I have yoga class. I have chanting class. I have this class and I have that class. Now do you want, now see the words which I am using. Class. To keep you busy. Because your monkey mind will not allow you to sit in one place. Did you get what I am saying? Your monkey mind will not allow you to sit in one place. That is why the classes are there. And body contortion classes which is called yoga is taught to everybody so that everybody can actually think this is a great class. And the more body you bend and the more kind of asanas that you do, you are going to live for a long time. Yes, that is being mentioned. And then you do meditation. Let us all go for the meditation class. The meditation class starts at 9.30 in the morning. And otherwise it starts at 5 a.m. in the morning. From 5 to 7 a.m. we will be doing meditation. And there's somebody sitting over there. Okay, now close your eyes. And there will be some music going on. And this is nothing but keeping you stupid people busy. That is the monkey mind of yours which needs to be kept busy. I was meditating for two hours. In another satsang in Das Bodh, Das Bodh is by Samartha Ramdas, I am teaching very nicely what is the meaning of this word meditation. Go and listen to those satsangs. You will come to know what Das Bodh 
Samartha Ramdas, who is the guru of Shivaji Maharaj, says this is all bunkum. Don't fall for it. There is a complete chapter on it in the Das Bodh. I'm sure you you must be knowing who Shivaji Maharaj is. Jai Maharashtra, Shivaji Maharaj, you know, very good. Now, because you know Jai Maharashtra and Shivaji Maharaj, let me tell you, his Gurudev, his name was Samartha Ramdas. Those who know, you see, if you don't know Samartha Ramdas, let me give you two examples. One is there is a Das Bodh, which I am doing. There is a Manache Shlok, you know, Manasajjana, Bhakti Pantachita, all that kind of things. Or the third most important thing, I, this is very interesting. Sukhakarta, Dukkaharta, Varta, Vignachi, Varta, Vignachi. Have you heard it? Of course. Ganesh Chaturthi, Mumbai Ganesh Chaturthi, who has not heard? Lal Bhaksa Raja. They, what prayer do they do? The first prayer that they do to Ganesha is written by Samartha Ramdas. He was a great saint. Now this person is telling you, why are you doing all this nonsense? And he told Shivaji Maharaj, see, you are my devotee, do one thing, go away to the jungles and sit over there, go. I have given very beautiful stories of him and Shivaji Maharaj. So there, there were no body exercises. No, nothing to be done. Ramakrishna Paramahansa in his lifetime never said you have to do yoga. Has he ever said that? No. Never. And in the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, he says very clearly, don't even go for it. Sai Baba of Shirdi. My forefathers, my great-grandmother and great-grandfather were his greatest devotees. It is written in the Sai Satcharita about them. Nothing to do with yoga. Kabir. Mirabai. You, I, can you imagine Mirabai doing yoga? None of the gopis of Vrindavan did that. Sri Krishna ever, never did it. Sri Ram never did it. All your great gods and goddesses never did it. So what makes you think that this is the yoga is important or you have to do it in one ashram? Please understand, you have to be kept busy. Your monkey mind has to be kept busy. So you have to be given some activities. And that is the reason why they give you certificates. Uh, you pass the first class and then the second class and the third. And then they will tell you, come for the next one. Come for the next one. Come for the next one. And the fees are increasing. So Krishna is saying very clearly over here, he says, the mantras, they are written and their import is indirect. It is not a direct import. It is not written like that. The, the entire mantras have been written, all the mantras for that matter. Every mantra that is there is a codex. Codex. It is written in a coded language which you can never understand. And very few people, very, very few, only the great spiritual masters can interpret it. So Krishna says, they are written in an indirect language and he says, I love this indirect language. You know the reason why? Because everybody is stupid. If I want to make you enlightened, 
think if krishna wants to make you enlightened why will he have million people see if i want to make one prime minister i will have only one person in my mind is that correct or wrong common sense will tell you that if i want a ceo of a company don't you think i will want only one person if i want to make the you know the richest man in the world don't you think i will require only one person so krishna is also saying the same thing that the way the mantras are written in an indirect way and i love this indirectness because if you get enlightened you have to be extraordinary what does that mean you have to be somebody really spectacular extraordinary i'm saying in those in a fancy english words samajh mein aaya and you can call and go and assess yourself now are you extraordinary to understand those vedas and those mantras the one reason why i am getting out of this whole business of doing this is because to find a person like that is the most difficult thing in the world somebody who can understand the actual import of every word and follow it to the t absolutely not do those yoga toga and all those kind of things nothing one shivaji maharaj shiva like this he was able to meet tulsa bhawani also and she gave him the sword shivaji's sword was given by tulsa bhawani it's there in tulsapur if you go from here maharashtra it is there so this is what i'm talking about so he says it is not known now we will do verse 36 we are doing uddhav gita chapter 16 verse 36 the manifestation of the brahma as the word which is conditioned by the prana the mind and the organs is more subtle limitless profound and unfathomable like the ocean now comes the part which is all bouncers you know <laughs> bouncer sir ke upar se jayega so this bouncer part is the brahma why because if you are falling for those prayers and if you are falling for all this thing how will you know the higher finer import krishna is wondering you know i have to tell you that is why i am telling you because you have been only doing all those puja parts going to all the local gods local gods means gods which are controlled by maya and maya is not god hmm? got it almighty god is different father in heaven is different <laughs> krishna is different so we are talking about lower level gods all these lower level gods they have and all these fellows around you all the papa ji pandit ji baba ji everybody they have you know made you in such a way that you don't understand a damn thing so that is the reason why when we come to this verse the verse interpretation is going to be very tough i will still try to do it okay because i have to do otherwise i'll get stuck up over here the manifestation of the brahma as the word which is conditioned by the prana see this word is difficult why <laughs> those who do that you know you do yoga of course what do you do 
सो हम हम सो एंड देन यू से इन दैट वेन यू आर डूइंग ऑल दो थिंग्स यू नो वॉट डू यू से यू नो यू डू दैट और यू डोंट डू दैट सो दे से दिस वर्ड द वर्ड ओम अ is the primordial sound that was emitted what is it it is the primordial sound primordial means long long ago pata nahi kab that was the sound which was there it is nothing but the throb of the universe today we are trying to find dark matter and we can't find dark matter why 96% of the universe is covered by dark matter and yet we can't find it isn't it funny same way you are also comprising of this skin and bones can you find brahma no so here sri krishna is saying the manifestation of brahma what is he saying manifestation of brahma as the world the brahma manifests as the world all right i am just introducing the topic i am not doing this verse okay because this verse is like a i will have to spend my entire life trying to teach you that verse i will see how much i can do 2 minutes more so the brahma manifested as a word see the thing brahma unmanifest i don't know remember the words brahma i don't know to om i know from this to this from the unmanifest to the manifest so this brahma over here which was not there is there just now nothing is there from there it became this om did you get it suddenly it manifested as a sound but if a sound comes and there is nobody to hear if you are not there who will hear <laughs> what the answer or no it's a primordial sound it is always there eternally existing constant all right so we are going to stop over here because this is now going to become a little heavier for one more time all right after that we will go on to all all our uh, stories but that omkara i have to tell you right so we will stop over here we we have just started with the verse 36 we will start the verse again next time if you remember this unmanifest to manifest brahma became sound om hmm? primordial sound so we will be doing from there all right so let us stop over here tomorrow is also some diwali festival i wish you a very very happy diwali just now also it's going on so wish you a very very happy diwali and take care of yourself have a great year ahead bye